The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This place is a love song, a changing seasons memoir, a passage of time captured in the buildings and the businessman's dreams, compressed into the veins on a leaf that fell from a sapling, grew into a looming shadow, watching over lost shoes and deepening salt on streets where the houses were raised with the children, nurtured old, broken and washed down to their skeletons to be brought to life again in the new money's reimagining of old charm, and in the old money's sleeping burrow, the ground Grandparents and the regulars mix skin to skin with the faces straining to stay supple in the sun's warmest squeeze, pushing strollers and shopping carts noisy and transitory, a taken favor and a broken promise that will one day see itself sleeping next to the ripped rubber of old tires and laundry machines. There has been a lot of talk about poet laureates this week, and that is the voice and work of Nisha Patel, who was named Edmonton's Poet Laureate in 2019. She also just took on the role of writer-in-residence for the Edmonton Public, Sherwood Park, and Strathcona Libraries. Nisha is an award-winning poet, has performed around the world. She joins us this afternoon. Nisha, welcome to the show. Uh, first off, uh, congratulations on everything that is going on in, in your world. Uh, you're, you're awfully busy taking on all sorts of different roles. But can we start with the role of Poet Laureate? I think that um, there's maybe a lot of folks out there that don't know what that is, uh, you know, what the role entails. Can you, can you tell us about it? Yeah, for sure. The Poet Laureate is a role that was envisioned in order to reflect the life and the sentiments of the people who live in a city in a poetic way. And we've had eight poet laureates now in the city of Edmonton. And the tradition has always been to speak to issues that are important to people and to, for me, really reflect uh, both frustration and love uh, for my city and with the people around me. You know what, Nisha, I've been listening to some of your work. I've been reading some of your work. And um, I, I think I think for some people, maybe when they think of poetry, they think of something that they learned way back in school. And for some of us who are much older than, than you, it's maybe it's it's different than what uh, what uh, what you would write or perform or what maybe Angela Gorman did, you know, this this past week. Or we think of something really flowery or lovey. Your poetry your work is 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 so powerful in the way that it takes on really important issues um you know from from one thing to another i, I i've just been so impressed with with that how do how do you take that let's say covid and, and turn that into poetry you know i think uh I think it was Audre Lorde who said that the poet reflects the times that they live in. And for me, the core of my poetry has always been around achieving and fighting for equity and justice. And that message changes over time. There's obviously other things that I've written about, but the most important poems really focus in on what I can contribute to the world to make it a better place. And for me, that has been channeling those emotions into work. And so when I read about unfairness, especially around stuff like a pandemic that has been so cruel to especially BIPOC frontline workers, you know, that inspires me to write about these things and connect with them on a personal level 
And it's honestly been a huge privilege to be able to use that way of connecting in my own life and have it affect other people who are reading and watching my work. Nisha, I think it's... um you know, all sorts of arts, whether it's, you know, stage, music, whether it's poetry, whether it's, you know, uh, a painting, it can, it, it, all of those things can make you feel good. They can, they can, they can be uplifting and we tend to celebrate them when they're making us feel good. But oftentimes, you know, um, the, the arts, you know, pushes us towards the uncomfortable as well. How important is that aspect of the arts pushing to the uncomfortable? I think the purpose of art has always been to exist in conversation with other people. And if that conversation is sparked by something that maybe didn't make you happy, that's just as important as the things that do bring us light and bring us hope because artists are speaking from areas where they are showing their understanding of the world, which might be a different viewpoint than what some mainstream uh, people and other artists are are taking in and, and seeing the world as. So it's really important as a conversational mechanism that we continue to have artists who do disrupt, who do innovate, who are in themselves uh, artistic entrepreneurs in terms of the subjects that they tackle uh, and the, the direction that they take their work. Without this type of innovation and constant reimagining of what art is capable of i don't think we have the same progression and value of the arts i think the the most important art that we've seen in the last you know hundred thousand years the one that sticks around is the art that has sparked conversation and influenced people around us you you come to poetry in a unique way. I mean, you're, you're a graduate of the U of A. You hold a Bachelor of Commerce in Business, Economics, and Law with a minor in Political Science. Tell us how that path led you to being Poet Laureate of Edmonton. Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange journey. But <laughs> when I was younger, uh, I think I, I saw politics as a way to impact people in their personal lives. And the unit of government that I really believed in uh, was the municipal level because I thought that this was the level of government where every every person's day-to-day can be effective, po- affected positively by changes you make at the policy level. And the goal of motivating people in their everyday lives stayed with me. And as I worked in politics for several years, I started taking up poetry as a hobby and I found that I was still affecting change, you know, even in ways that I didn't understand or didn't fully realize at the time. And so I reached this tipping point in my career where I had the option of pursuing a new job in politics or of taking this risk of trying to work in the arts without actually formal education in artistic training. And so, you know, I bet on myself and so far it's worked out. That first year was quite horrible, I should say. (laughs) Everyone was worried for me. My parents were, you know, a little stressed out, but things have worked out since then. And I feel like I lead such a full and beautiful life. And it is an incredible privilege to do it in a community like Edmonton, which is so forgiving and so inspiring to its artists. You um, have just taken on as well the um, uh, the, the the role of, of writer in residence for the EPL, which also um, uh, involves Sherwood Park and Strathcona Libraries. The, the 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 writer in residence. What what does that mean? What does that afford you to do? What do you get to do in that role? For sure. So there's 
two writers in residence. I'm the regional mm-hmm. writer in residence, so I'm working out of Strathcona County and St. Albert. And there's actually a, a very popular playwright named Vern who's working yep. at EPL specifically. So the two of us together are taking on the role of mentoring writers from all genres in the Metro Edmonton area. And specifically, I'm focusing on improving writing through the lens of personal healing and personal voice. And so the workshops that I'm offering and the guest features that I'm bringing in all are people who are very strong in these areas and have really established for themselves what it means to stand out um, and speak to truth in their own lives. You, um, and I'm curious to know, did you, did you you're, so you're going to be able to mentor uh, writers. Did you have a mentor? And like, I'm trying to figure out, coming from the background that you did through school, was there someone there that helped guide you along the way when you were first deciding, hey, this is what I want to do? You know, there wasn't someone who I consulted one-on-one. There wasn't someone who was like, this is how you improve your writing. Instead, I had a whole community of people who were kind of looking out for me. Some of those people, including Megan Dart, who's a poet as well as an organizer and now works for the fringe were really instrumental in allowing me to believe that i could envision a life for myself in the arts matthew stepanik who recently opened glass bookshop who is also a fantastic poet and writer in himself he was there really there for me and published my first short collection uh, of poetry in a chapbook that was incredibly important there was all these like kind of smaller milestones and consistent support that i got from community but i never had the the mentor in the sense of, you know, here's the first person I would call, here's the person who told me, you know, hey, this line is really terrible, or hey, this metaphor needs work. (laughs) Instead, I've really thought that out through community, through performance, you know, and so I would write poems, I would perform them publicly, and I used kind of the audience as a way to improve my own craft, you know, I listened to what the audience was reacting to, and through kind of a sheer determination of repeatedly performing you know at this point i've performed over 200 times uh in edmonton and across the world and i think that that's the type of learning that you can't get in a classroom you know and it weathers you and it hardens you and it makes you better in a way that a textbook or a poem uh taught in a classroom can't Nisha Patel joining us this afternoon. She is Edmonton's uh, Poet Laureate and Regional Writer in Residence for the City of Edmonton. Nisha, when you talk about the performance, I, you know, watching some of your videos on your website uh, at nishapatel.ca and and uh, I, I love uh, watching your, your face and, and your hands and, and your movement. Um, and, you know, does the... Does, when you talk about the performance and getting used to that and, and doing it over and over again, did that come naturally to you? And how does that help you convey the words that you're saying? Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't believe in kind of like God-given or natural talent. I think all of these things are accumulations of experience and practice. And although I wasn't writing poetry before uh, you know, 2014, 2015, I actually was a competitive university debater. And so I did a lot <laughs> of practice in competitive public speaking in which people were constantly judging me for my ideas. And sometimes you would get up to 15 minutes to prepare something off the fly. And other times wow. you would get probably five minutes, you know, to come up with cohesive arguments. And so I can't discount how important, you know, eight years of competitive debate was for my <laughs> transition to being a publicly facing spoken word poet. 
Well, I think you could have done a great job of becoming a, a talk show host as well under those <laughs> circumstances, Nisha. Um, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, about uh, Angela Gorman and her performance, her presentation at the inauguration. If if that's cool uh, for you, your your reaction to um, the outpouring of attention and just the the the, the response that 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 um, that 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 poetry generated really around the world yeah for sure uh, i think you got her name wrong it's amanda gorman um, oh i'm sorry 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 no, 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 that's yeah. okay uh her name has been all over especially poetry and writing twitter but now i'm seeing it in places and from people who aren't engaged with poetry all the time you know even people who are adjacent or far removed from the arts and her impact can't be understated to see a young black woman taking up the responsibilities and the mantle of being an influential and important voice for an entire generation is just so phenomenal and this idea of you know young artists sometimes being thought of as immature or not ready for the world is so incorrect because kids these days um, are growing <laughs> up in a world of tons of information they have access to so many different resources and they're fighting for justice and equity in a way that i certainly wasn't when i was that age you know and so in this i in this age of like you know increasing media literacy and increasing access i think it's going to be very profound to have young artists given platforms to share their ideas because these are the people who are, are at the forefront of change and at the forefront of seeking out equity and justice because they're recognizing that old systems of power maybe weren't meant to benefit them and weren't meant to live this long without innovation. Nisha Patel joining us this afternoon. Nisha, what do you have coming up that people might be able to get involved with? I know you have a book coming out. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I do. Uh, April 1st, 2021 with New West Press. Uh, my book is called Coconut, and the pre-orders are actually available now, both at New West Press and at Glass Bookshop. Uh, that book is going to be the first kind of debut collection of poetry that's kind of a full-length thing. And it, it's so funny because in the first year I took off off work to try to become a poet, I wrote the majority of that book. And I sat down, you know, I had heard about people being like, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm so tired of hearing <laughs> everyone else who says they're going to do it. I'm going to sit down and do it. And now, you know, almost three years later, this book is ready to be embraced by the world or be criticized by it or be thrown <laughs> aside i don't care like i'm just happy that it's over with and that now i'm going to be able to share it with other people you can also follow me on instagram at another nisha or on twitter i regularly do a lot of shows i can't pinpoint yeah. uh, how often this is going to happen i have about four or five upcoming in the next two months uh the most uh recent one is going to be actually sunday night with uh, a collective out of saskatoon called tonight it's poetry that's all available on my social media everywhere uh, and you can follow me there if you want to stay up to date of course no pressure for the people who don't want to um, <laughs> you should, like i before said I let, before i let you go before i let you go um you know, writing, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough to co-author a book um, about, I don't know, I don't know, 12 years ago, and it was quite quite the process. Um, you know, when you sit down to write a speech or a presentation, sometimes it's like lightning in a bottle. Other times it's it's so incredibly frustrating. Does, does I'm curious to know, does it come easy to you 
when you're writing or or is it is it challenging and, and what do you tell people who who love to, to who love to write who who face those challenges maybe when they're trying to put pen to paper for sure you know some poems take me years to write i have been trying to write about certain things for since i started writing and i'm just not ready to embrace them you know i haven't healed enough or i haven't dealt with the seriousness of them enough to be able to access those emotions without hurting or re-traumatizing myself other things i'll sit down and i'll write it in half an hour you know some of my best work has come out incredibly quickly or incredibly last minute you know uh hours before a show or (laughs) a week before a commission is due you know and the pressure is something that i really try to embrace because as as you've mentioned, you know, I do a lot of different projects. And so I think ideally there's never enough time to write about all the things that I want to write about. So I have to choose what's going to be the most pressing. And the thing that I have to say is what comes out. Nisha, we are so out of time. I, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And I really look forward to, to chatting with you again sometime in the future. Thanks for joining us. No problem. You betcha. Nisha Patel, Edmonton's Poet Laureate. You can find out more her website, nishapatel.ca.